The first reading is from uh, 1 Samuel, chapter 17, verses 3 to 8. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another, with the valley between them. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armour of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod and its iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. This is the word of the Lord. We're going to uh, continue our reading, but just to to bring you up to, to date, we have this enormous man who is challenging the Philistine, uh, the Israelite army. We've got the Philistines on one side and the Israelites on the other. And this man called Goliath, this really big and strong man, is coming up and saying, if one of you will come and fight me, whoever wins, that's the winning side. We'll just make it one man against one man. And David is back at home Uh, But his three brothers are uh, in the army. They're at the front, uh, at the front line, as it were, facing Goliath. And they're terrified. Uh, And David keeps coming over a period, it's about 40 days, interestingly, that Goliath keeps coming out and challenging the Israelite army. Uh, And during this time, David is running from home and bringing food for his brothers On one occasion, he hears what Goliath is saying. Uh, And I think Brenda is going to take us on in our story from here. Again, in 1 Samuel 17. Verse 28. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now what have I done, said David? Can't I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. And the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. 
When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the land of this hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armour on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in a pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Thank you very much. So the story continues. We have, and I hope you've got some of that, we have this enormous man, full, completely covered in bronze armour. And we can only imagine that the sun's shining and it's all reflecting off him. This chat would have been unbelievably impressive. And on the other hand, we have a young man, a boy, it says actually in the, in the NIV translation, a boy who dresses up in the armour that Saul, the king, gives him. And it's so heavy, he can barely walk. So he chucks it away and he's just dressed in his tunic with a belt around his waist. No armour, no protection, young boy, huge man. The odds, I have to say, are against him. I completely uh, am at home with this phrase... Verse 29, David is talking uh, to some men uh, alongside his brothers and the other soldiers. And the word comes back, please stop, I know that uh, you're a waster, David. And David says, now what have I done? I say that most days. Now what have I done? Please, I can't even talk to people. And the response comes back. With whom did you leave those few sheep? You pathetic little boy. Aren't you the one that looks after five sheep? Where did you leave them? Oh, bless. You know, you shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be confronting a war zone and a man of this stature. And I felt like that. I don't know if anyone here uh, plays rugby yet. Um, But if you do, whenever you walk out of the changing room, it's almost guaranteed that the other side will be twice as tall as you. It happened all the time for me. They were always bigger. So I wonder what we noticed about this story. Let me ask you a question. When was it that God was helping in this story? When did God help in this story? We didn't quite get to the end, and of course you know the ending. David pulls out one of those five stones, and what does he do? He slings it round and round and round, and then he lets go. Don't try this at home. This is just, okay, 
don't try this at home. He slings it round and round and it comes out and it hits Goliath straight between the eyes and Goliath falls over and David has won. So we know the ending of the story but is that the only time when God helps in this story? This is a king who doesn't know who this kid is because if you read on in the story he says, who is that boy? And he's just sent him out to battle and he doesn't even know who he is. He's never met him before. He's a young boy with no armour going out against the Philistine who is a mighty warrior from birth. Why did he do it? And he's placing the whole of his army and the whole of his kingdom at stake on, on this one young boy. Why does Saul do it? Isn't that weird? You're absolutely right. But what brought David to that point at that time? Why did he say what he did? Why was it that he was overheard? Why was it that what was overheard was then fed back to Saul the king? Why was it that Saul the king understood that this boy might be able to help? What was it in David that had been uh, with him when he was looking after the sheep and he was fighting lions and bears? All that training that he'd been doing, unbeknown to him. Who was it that was putting all of those things in place? It was God. God was at work all the way through this story. Not just at the end, not when David slung that shot or that stone. Not just then. God was at work all the way through this story. And for us, we go through our day at school or at work or wherever we are, even when we're out walking and we we just think we're doing it on our own. And we forget that God is with us all the time and he's leading us. So what was so special about David? Why did God choose David to do the fighting? Oh, I don't. It's a tricky question, isn't it? Why did God choose David? What was special? Well, we've already touched on some of it, haven't we? He was skilled. He didn't have a conventional skill for a soldier. He didn't get his sword out. He didn't get his javelin out. He wasn't riding a horse. But he had a sling and he had a stone. He had a gift. And more than that, he had trust. He trusted in God. Because he said the Lord had delivered him before. It was the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear. And Saul, the king, picks up on that and says, Go, the Lord be with you. There is a psalm that David wrote later on in his life. And verse 3, which we really ought to try and remember if we can. This is Psalm 56, verse 3, and it says, When I am afraid... I will trust in you. What was it? Psalm 56 verse and it says 
When I am afraid, I will trust in you. Come on, we can do this together. Psalm 56, verse 3. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. Are you afraid most days? Yeah, I am. Because every time the phone rings, you don't know who's at the other end. It's terrifying. When an email comes in, people expect to be answered. It's terrifying. When you get in the car, you don't know what other people are going to do. It's terrifying. You get on the tube, you don't know what's going to happen. When I'm afraid, I will trust in you. Psalm 56, verse 3. And that was David. He was afraid. He must have been afraid. But he trusted in God. And that for him made all the difference. Because it wasn't David, the young boy, fighting Goliath. Oh no. It was little Goliath fighting massive God. That was what David, that's what he had in his mind. It was so unequal. The the competition was a given before it had even started. It was bound to go that way because little Goliath was fighting massive God. We sometimes feel ill-equipped, unqualified, not capable of doing something. We say we're outside our comfort zone. That first time we go and play football for the school, we feel afraid. We're all nervous. But we don't need to be nervous because God is with us. And God will use those people that put their trust in him. When I am afraid, I will trust in him. Psalm 56, verse 3. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you that when we stand in whatever situation it is, whether it is indeed at school, on the football pitch, whether it's in the supermarket or in a car or at work or wherever it is, sometimes we feel that we're not capable of doing something. And we feel that we can't do it on our own. And the really good news is that we don't have to do it on our own. We're not being asked to do it on our own. We're being asked to do it with our Lord and our Saviour, the mighty God. So help us in this week ahead, Lord, to walk step by step, day by day, with you, that we may know you, and trust in you at all times. Amen.